Brooklyn. But still good. This is a Broken Toys Studio production. Jonesy gets out all right, but Newt, Newt has to die, and just for like no reason. The cat yes. better freaking live. Everyone else can die. Cat better live. All right, back to one. We can't lie to them, Lou. You have to tell them the truth. That's what we decided in therapy. Oh, uh-huh. Don't know how I got that. Yep. No clue how I got that. But I do know how we got here. And how do we get here? Welcome to Best Thing Ever, the podcast where we discuss, you deliberate, and together we find out the best best thing ever. ever. Way better in person. So much better in person. I'm glad we had that metronome going. You're still going to (laughs) like tweak some of that, right? The the producers just gave us a big thumbs up. Yes, you did. (laughs) All right, guys. Welcome back. Uh, No, the producers like the the play? Yes. Yes. Mel Brooks came in. He said it looks great. And uh, what's his name? Ferris Bueller? Matthew Broderick. Thank you. Matthew Broderick is in studio with us today. I apologize to Matthew Broderick. (laughs) I apologize for calling him Matthew Broderick when he's right here looking at me. That's really weird to call somebody by their full name when they're here with you, shaking their head really slowly back and forth. Uh, He's moving his finger around. Uh, This is the go on. I'm spending too long time. Yep. Gotcha. Heard. So we are here to discuss brackets. Uh, The square ones, the squiggly ones, the angled ones. I like the square brackets. I really feel like it's more like, I know it's used for like stage directions and stuff. I really like that. Um, And in our square brackets, but directing you. Right. <laughs> yeah. In our square brackets. First off, let me just say, guys, thank you for coming back and bearing with us. Uh, it's been awesome to have you back on this. Uh, glad to have the engagement to see you guys on the socials and uh, and getting some feedback on what we got going on here. And I'm going to be honest, not the feedback I thought I was going to get. <laughs> not, not the feedback, the feedback you I thought, thought I was going to get or not the feedback you wanted. Mistakes were made. Okay. <laughs> No, it, the bracket didn't turn out how I thought it would. So we are going to run through what we've got going on. Quick refresher. Lou is about to die in a bar fight. But I think the best person to tell you about how Lou's going to die in a bar fight is the EMT. But the second best person <laughs> is Lou himself. Lou, what'd you get yourself into? Ah, uh, See, I was just having a normal night, not bothering anybody at all in this dive bar. Just drinking my, you know, Shirley Temples, a few White Claws. Uh, I don't even know why I stood out. Lou, let's, 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 everybody, everybody back to one. Everybody back to one. We can't lie to them, Lou. You have to tell them the truth. That's what we decided in therapy. You have to tell them the truth. Okay. So I was letting the swear words fly and yelling (laughs) at a bunch of people who turns out weren't even people. They were just random like tiki decorations that the bar owner picked up on vacation thought were really cool because i was smashed like really wicked drunk i'd put a good one on uh, i had a respectable bar tab which is impressive at you know a dive bar and uh you know i decided i had to go to the bathroom and not make a total fool of myself you know i don't want to wet my pants uh, there, there was a disagreement um uh, someone was yelling at me and uh pushed me when i was peeing at the urinal i got really pissed off at them um turns out that their opinion was i was peeing on the pool table you know differences of opinion and uh the next thing i know i'm getting pretty uh pretty hammered uh but not drunk hammered 
like literally hit with hammers and anything else that's lying around. Um, and I am down on the floor, really uh, just looking for the lights to go out. Whatever lights are left are tinged with my own blood and swollen eyes. But just through the last bit I can open them, I see this person walk in. And they are going to help me turn the tide of this uh, admittedly self-inflicted uh, beating. So that person that comes in the room, that person is the best 80s, 90s female protagonist to save you in a bar fight. A lot of good people out there. We narrowed it down. We had eight competitors go through our first round. This is our second round. Welcome. If you haven't listened to the first round, sure, if you want to, but we're going to catch you up so you guys know what's going on without having to go through all that rigmarole. That's right. So uh, the eight contestants that we had in order of their matchups. Matchup number one, we had Buffy the Vampire Slayer versus FBI agent, special agent Dana Scully. That's right. Uh, lower left corner, we had Ripley from everyone's favorite series. Sorry, am I being biased? Alien. Aliens. And um, no, those are the only two. Versus Xena, Warrior Princess. Moving up to the top right, match three, we had uh, we had Hermione Granger versus Jean Grey Phoenix. And to round out the bracket, two heavy hitters, Sarah Connor versus Princess General Leia Organa. We want to go ahead and thank all you guys for uh, chipping Senator. in. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Princess Senator General Leia Organa. <laughs> it's like her names are like the badges you get on like the Girl Scouts, like yes. sashes. Like she's, they keep accumulating over the years, but you keep having to say all of them. So uh, thank you guys for, for taking time to go and vote and uh, email in well, all, your, uh, all your responses. I don't know about Princess, but Senator and General are both honorifics you can maintain even post-use. For, for, uh, for military rank, you would put Ret, retired. I'm not quite exactly sure how that works with Senator, but... I don't know how it works in Alderaan. Well, well, I don't know how it did I work. Say, no. I think I was gonna. Ask, I was gonna Too ask. Soon? I'm glad you started. I was gonna ask. Does she still have princess and senator? Like, does that still work? Of all the dumb T-shirts out there, there's one that actually made me laugh. Where it was the weather forecast for Alderaan, much like in the same way that the Weather Channel does the weather forecast. And it's like Monday, 75. Tuesday, 78. Wednesday, four billion degrees. Yeah, that was a good one. And no forecast for the rest of the week. So anyway, um, we want to thank you guys for taking part in this. Uh, if you haven't taken part uh, in our fun little polls, you guys are the ones that decide who wins this stuff. We're just the jackalopes that sit here and talk about it. That's so, right. So don't blame us for this bracket reveal because you did this to yourselves. Right. So speaking of that bracket reveal, we'll get to that right after this. Hi, I'm June Lockhart. You know, I think sometimes people forget how good macaroni and cheese can be. Hey, kids. Have a pencil ready. After the show, we'll tell you how to get a free spaghetti bib. And welcome back to the only podcast that has ever existed. If you thought that there was another podcast out there about murder mysteries, you were wrong. It was brackets. I can see where you were confused. There's a slight but important difference. Who, Rogan? (laughs) Exactly. All right, guys. So let's jump right into the winners so that we can go ahead and make some arguments. So, Lou... In the best 80s, 90s female protagonist to save you in a bar fight, you personally, between Buffy the Vampire Slayer and FBI agent Dana Scully, the winner is... Ladies and gentlemen! Drum roll, please. FBI Special Agent Dana Scully. (laughs) Clap, clap. I'm sorry, you probably wanted that clean so you could... No, it's fine. I'll cut it. (laughs) Fix it in post. 
Fix it in post. I got to tell you, this is what, what I was saying when I was surprised about this. I did not see this coming. I really thought that in a bar fight, how many times have you seen Buffy in a bar fight in Buffy? Right. Like, it happens constantly. I just thought she's going to come in, break off a leg, fashion it into a steak, stake all the people uh, in the in the place, pick you up and you guys, you and Buffy, with that theme song playing, we're just going to walk right out the door. Yeah, uh, this was, uh, I, I think this is fair to call this one an upset. Because it was pretty decisively Special Agent Scully. On a, on a personal note, I'm glad that my marriage has been saved. Um, <laughs> I, there was a lot of discussions. Things got in the weeds a little bit this week, but uh, but th- we're doing okay. Thank you for in, asking. In, in the weeds as in you were sleeping outside in the weeds? Yes, yes. I, I, I spent several nights camping. Uh, not that I wanted to. It was forcible camping. Yeah. Um, but things are doing better now. Thank you for asking. Yeah, this is uh, this was uh, this was kind of impressive to be honest. I'm glad that we have a uh, special agent Scully coming in. I think it's going to be a bit more interesting going forward. My fear would have been with Buffy the Vampire Slayer that that that's a big powerhouse. And uh, as you said, some of the obvious arguments for the later phases were going to be she literally wins bar fights every season. Like this is something she just does, and that. That, that's going to be a big powerhouse. It's going to be very hard to argue against and very hard to play with. I think definitely Buffy is a very strong competitor and I could absolutely see her win it, but I think she would have been less interesting to uh, to work through the bracket because just how powerful she is. Absolutely. And for those wondering how close this was, not. The answer's not. Not at all. 83% to 17%. She was not just, expecting that. She just really ran away with it. So that's right. F- uh, FBI Special Agent Dana Scully will be moving on to face the lower left bracket where we had Ripley versus Xena, Warrior Princess. Ben, who's moving on? And the winner is... Ladies and gentlemen. Drum roll, please. <laughs> Ripley! Pretty solid. Yeah, this this one was closer. Um, I, I, I'm i not surprised, but I am surprised. Maybe I'm just thinking of all these, in, in regards to Xena and Buffy, maybe I'm just thinking of all the people that I've seen them just go fisticuffs with people, yeah. and I'm more used to seeing them go fisticuffs. That doesn't mean that they are more well-suited for that situation, and it looks like quite the opposite. It looks like the people that seem to have won, at least so far, and we'll see how this goes in the rest of the bracket, is people that bring something different to the fight other than just throwing punches. Yeah, another another one that was tough. You know, Xena clearly is more than capable of clearing out a bar full of people, but I really like I think I think there's a lot more potential depth to a barroom scuffle with someone who isn't, you know, battling gods all the time. Same thing with, you know, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, something I think that may have worked against her is there there's a risk of overpower and that can make things a lot less interesting just for discussion. Doesn't mean that not a good contend contender doesn't mean that couldn't go all the way. It's just if if our last, you know, if this week was Buffy the Vampire Slayer versus Xena, it probably would have devolved into well, what are stronger vampires or Greek gods? And I'm not sure that's compelling. Right. And here's something else that I was kind of hoping for, which I was not given my druthers. druthers. I didn't wake up this day and God was like, druthers. Put your druthers on. (laughs) If Buffy had moved on and Xena had moved on, then we would have had a battle of the WB. Ooh, true. And Seafy, because they also both moved over to there. But we would have had a battle of people that shared a channel together and then be able to to put them against each other in in this this faux battle. We don't get that. We don't get that, but I'm sad. So then we needed alternate universe supernatural where the Winston brothers were women or girls, the sisters. Yeah. 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 But until that happens, we'll move on uh, to the next match. Next match was match three was Hermione Granger versus dream dream. (laughs) I really can't talk today. Hermione Granger versus Jean Grey Phoenix. 
And the winner is... Ladies and gentlemen, drum roll, please. Jean Grey Phoenix. Yes, Harmonini will not be moving on. I I think her youth worked against her here. Definitely, she's a stronger contender later in the series. Get more media under the belt. That's magic. Magic can be magic can be very impressive. She's a very impressive magic wielder, and it might have been enough to just you know intimidate. But there's only so far those first few years cantrips can go uh i think that was a limiting factor well and that's the thing about this competition that i think needs to be said is that not necessarily are people coming in to fight every person in the bar there's more than one way to get out of here so hermione very easily could have snuck you out the bag gotten you out out of there safely uh maybe she's got the invisibility cloak with or with her but even if she just disarms everybody and then like in their stunned silence you walk out there doesn't have to be you don't have to lay waste to everybody that's That's true so uh so so she could have had that but we're not going to get to to see that she is out, but let's see who's of course, in. Of course, what? this is. Oh, I was going to say. Of course, this is actually really funny because I was just saying you had a, some relatively speaking potentially overpowered contestants. I don't think they get more overpowered than Phoenix, who moves on. <laughs> um, and and you might be getting Jean Grey, but we'll find out uh, which one we're going to get. That's so, true. Last matchup: Sarah Connor versus Princess General Leia, badass Leia Organa. Senator. Senator. Retired. Rhett. <laughs> And the winner is... Ladies and gentlemen! Drum roll, please. Sarah Connor! This one was close. <laughs> I, when we started the last podcast, we both felt strongly that Leia Organa could very likely move on. I took Leia, Leia Organa to move on. You spoke of your love for her. You still took Sarah Connor. I think you saw something in this competition that I didn't see because I even tried to speak for you and say, well, we're obviously taking Leia, right? Uh, you know, honestly, this, uh, and I didn't get to see the poll results, uh, you know, because that's how Twitter works and Ben didn't tell me. Um, so I voted last and that's how Ben knows who I voted for. Uh, I would have told him anyway, but I... In my heart, when I was looking at that Twitter poll, I said, you know what? Princess General Senator Leo Organa is clearly going to win this one. I need to give Sarah Connor a pity vote. But all things considered, I'm really glad that we are now past literally any excuse for this just to devolve into another Star Wars podcast. We can now focus on the contenders. That was a very real risk with uh, with keeping uh, Leia in the competition. I really would have liked to have seen how far she could have force flown through this bracket. But we're we're moving on with Sarah Connor, which is honestly not what I expected to happen. But uh, I I am I am actually very happy with this. I am too. So let's go ahead. And, and this is this is definitely you know we're talking eighties nineties. This is not Dark Fate Sarah Connor, who is super badass. We're still dealing with you know badass Terminator One, Terminator Two. Uh, there weren't any others in that area. So that, that's clearly defined. We can move on to our semifinals. So, Lou, in our semifinals, we have FBA Special Agent Dana Scully facing off against Ripley from the Alien franchise. And on the right side of the bracket, Gene Gray Phoenix facing off versus Sarah Connor. Oh, man. There's going to be some good ones. All right. Let's get ready. Play that music. Let the games begin. Are you not entertained? May the odds be ever in your favor. 
just want to tell you both good luck. We're all counting on you. And here we go. All right, guys, let's get started. We've got FBA Special Agent Dana Scully facing off against Ripley to decide who's going to, the better person to save you in this bar fight. This is a tough one. I am conflicted on this one. Uh, I'm just going to come out. I'm going to come out swinging in uh, Ripley's corner. This is, you know, we're talking 80s, 90s. Uh, I am I am intentionally choosing to leave out uh, Alien 3. And man, I guess Resurrection or Resurrection was in the late 90s. Wasn't well, whatever. Nope, they don't count. They don't. They don't exist. They don't count. Um, we're talking about we're talking about a woman who is deciding we're going to nuke a site from orbit to be sure. Someone who has gone through a really bad experience and said, hey, we should follow the quarantine rules and people didn't listen to her and learned from it and has decided, no, we're going to end this right now. Like we have the capability to stop this. So we should go ahead and use every tool we have in our arsenal to stop this. This is not a woman who is going to back down. This is not a woman who's going to make compromises. She's not going to like knock out the first you know, bearded woman in the barroom brawl and look at everybody else and say, Hey, you know, let's talk. No, she's going to make sure this is done. So, I mean, I, I'm going to come out hard for Ripley right at the start. Uh, I think it's fitting that with Ripley, when you look at alien and aliens, she didn't want to be in the situation. She, right. she was thrust into the situation that she didn't necessarily want to be in. That's true. And then she's spending her whole time trying to get out of the situation that other people have drug her, drug her into. You are kind of the alien franchise in this. Is you are the Nostromo of this bar fight because you've gone in there, you've gotten yourself in trouble. She didn't want to be there. She'd rather nuke the 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 dive bar from space. Right. But she has to go in there and, and save you. With the movies, she spends a lot of time running. She spends That's a lot true. of time hiding. And yes, in Aliens, you know, she's got the flamethrower, she's got the P-5000, she's got all this uh, stuff that she uses, but she's forced into having to use it. She doesn't necessarily willingly want to walk into other people's fights. Those fights were brought to her. That's true. In this instance, I think she's going to be very mad that you have brought her into this fight. Uh, True, but that was not a qualifier. It's not a qualifier. Uh, I think she might be as mad at you as as everybody else in that bar. Uh, But she is going to do the right thing. She's going to pull you out of it. But she does a lot of running. Uh, That's why I'm, and not just because of the sake of my marriage, that's why (laughs) I have to side with uh, Special Agent Dana Scully. Because, like I said, she comes in, she's got the badge. Some people are probably going to be like, oh, I just, I don't, listen, I'm on probation. I don't want to mess with the cops right now. Uh, she's got the gun. Maybe she pops somebody in the thigh. Like we said, she's a better shot than, than Mulder is. Yep. I think she's well equipped for these sorts of situations. She's been in her share of dive bars and she's been in her share of, you know, the muck with, uh, with aliens and MOWs and all that sort of thing. I think that she, because of the vastness of the things that Dana Scully has seen, I think she's the better person to be there. I, I, I can't say that she's smarter than Ripley. Okay. But I think that she has a specific knowledge in this arena that's going to be more well-suited for her the, than Ripley. Now, that being said, Ripley's a Ripley's BA. I had to, I had to uh, check myself for a second. <laughs> Ripley's BA. Don't sure. let me don't get that wrong. But Ripley usually gets drugged into these situations and doesn't want to be in those situations. And so I'm hard-pressed to even think that she really wants to come through that door for you. No, I mean, nothing against you personally. I'm sure oh, I would yeah. be. I'm sure I'm already been knocked out and I'm behind the bar somewhere already dying and, and bleeding out. That being said, 
I think Scully, she's a medical doctor. She can help you with any of the, the issues that you have already. You're bleeding out. You're cut. You got a deep cut. I think she's going to uh, mend you up right there on the spot. I think you guys walk out of there together and there's no real issue. That, that's that's a very compelling argument. This is, you know, Special Agent Dana Scully. This is, this is someone with a, if you will, a moral duty to act. She's not local law enforcement, but she's seeing something happen. She's trying to right wrongs and she can intervene in, uh, in a crime before it gets more serious. She has the capability to stabilize me and get me to a hospital or call the ambulance. And uh, as I believe I even put in the first episode, her presence is amazing. We, uh, You said earlier, you know, with, say, for example, Hermione, you don't have to necessarily fight the bar fight. Winning can have many different... There's many different paths to winning. And just coming in and establishing dominance, which I have no doubt in my mind she could in a biker bar. And to that end... Boulder couldn't do that. She she has that um, that moral duty to act. She feels it, and she carries just in her presence a lot of authority. Uh, Ripley suggested they nuke the site from orbit, and she did not carry that authority. No one respected that. Also, you know, I said I wasn't going to mention. Uh, I said I wasn't going to mention Terminator Three, but but here we are. I just okay. Rescues. <laughs> I have no idea where this is about to go. Rescue, rescues the kid for to die. Not even like in any meaningful way. Oh yeah, we crash landed. Sorry, the pod failed. Like what? <laughs> Come on, this is not. You know, I, I, I would not doubt it if Ripley did uh, Grandpa Simpson when Bart worked at the brothel and just uh, walks in. Sorry, the burlesque house. He didn't work at a brothel. He worked at a burlesque house. But I would totally see him doing the Grandpa Simpson walk in, hang his hat, then turn around, pick up his hat, walk back out kind of thing. I can see Ripley being like, no, man, I've tried to help people. People won't listen to me. The people who would listen, they I helped them, and then they died for absolutely no reason whatsoever, completely meaninglessly. Sorry, spoiler alert, don't watch uh, Alien 3. It's garbage. If I get like, you know, the if I get the one call, I think they're both capable of winning the fight, but I could totally see Ripley being disheartened. Uh, you might have you might have won me over on this, and not just for the sake of your marriage. Well, even if we disagree on this, which we may or may not, Newt deserved better. Newt deserved way better. So moving on to the, the that, other... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, man. I'm, I'm still to, angry at that. I keep they trying mostly to, come out at night, mostly. I keep trying to push us on. I don't know why. Like It's like I want to get this thing over with. Just, but you know what? You know what? <laughs> the cat... What was the cat's name? The cat survived, and gets to live on earth and ripley goes back out in alien 2 right or in aliens jonesy jonesy right jonesy ripley goes back out in aliens and leaves jonesy back in her apartment is like no i got someone to come by and feed you every few days i guess and change and clean your litter box i'll be gone for years but don't worry i've got a housekeeper for years am i the only because apparently i'm keeping this apartment even though i won't be here for years jonesy gets out all right but newt newt has to die and just for like no reason i i'm sad that newt died but whenever i watch any movie and and this goes without saying for a lot of people is for the cat i was like the cat better live the cat yes. better freaking live everyone else can die cat better live well, anyway, we could go on all day about this. My fear was that we'd be talking about Star Wars the whole time. And here we are, me ranting on. Alien is better than aliens. Anyway, moving on. I can hear the hate mail. Moving uh, on. <laughs> Lou, who do we have in the other semifinal? He's having fun. Yeah, no, yeah I, I, Ben fortunately stopped me. I, no, I didn't stop you. I just go on to other things. He'll eventually tire himself out. It's like a puppy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Yeah, well, you can tell this is not Ferris Bueller's day off because we are definitely getting the uh, wrap it up, move on symbol again. Right side of the bracket, Jean Grey, the Phoenix versus Sarah Connor. This one's tough. I don't want to dwell too much on this because we mentioned it last week, but important for me to say, I'm still afraid that I'm going to get the Phoenix walk through that door because if she does, I'm not going to survive this. There's not going to be a bar when it's done. Sarah Connor, this is someone This is someone who is used to, this is going to sound bad, but she's used to running. And what I mean by that is this is someone who survives Terminator. And even with massive firepower on her side in Terminator 2, still has to pick the battles, move on, delay and retreat. This is someone who is very capable of understanding their capabilities and how they can make a window. Uh, we talked about lots of ways to win the fight. I have no doubt in my mind Sarah Connor, if she wanted to, by the end of Terminator 2, come in and win the fight. But she's also capable of winning the fight in that she can turn the tide, drag me out to safety, and all I care about is living to get beat up in another bar another day. Yeah, Sarah Connor is one of those characters for me that I have kind of pulled a whole 180 on. So in this matchup, initially, my, my, my gut instinct is Jean Grey. Right. Like you say... Do we get Jean Grey or do we get Phoenix? I want one. The other one is going to be bad for everybody. Sarah Connor, my first thought is, you know, in, in The Terminator, she starts off as kind of a damsel in distress. Right. That's not the person that's going to help you in this fight. Now, I'm not talking about the end of everything, but even through Judgment Day, you know, she's become a little bit more hardened. She's a mom. She is. She shows those mom instincts. Yep. And I think that that's what has, has changed my thought on this is I think she sees you as like her other son. And when she sees you beaten, she sees right. John Connor in her head. And I, I think because of that, I think I'm going to have to lean a little bit towards Sarah Connor because I think that she comes in, she's a survivor. Again, we already said you don't have to beat down every person that's in the room. She's a survivor. I think she finds a way to get you out the back door without without any fuss and muss and anything like that. Yeah. Jean Grey Phoenix, you know, Jean Grey, she's, you know, psychokinetic. She, you know, she, she can come in and kind of brainwash, for lack of a better term. Right. Everybody in the room. Maybe it works. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it only works on the weak will. Maybe it doesn't. If she's Phoenix, it lays ruin to everything. I can't I can't risk that. And as much as I say that, you know, you know, Ripley kind of runs and hides. You know what? Running and hiding versus pure annihilation. I might in this matchup, I might have to side with running and hiding. Yeah, I Sarah Connor, this is this is a, a minimum cut rescue. She is going to put the effort where it needs to go to affect the very basic result of getting me out of a bad situation. She doesn't have to level everybody to win. Jean Grey, again, I'm afraid of Phoenix coming in and, you know, losing her cool because I also am human and that's it. Like, we're all done for. But I do have to, you know, I, I do have to agree that even Jean Grey is incredibly overpowered. I don't think I can make a good faith argument that she couldn't turn a whole bunch of minds in the bar. We're not talking like Magneto here with the, you know his helmet trying to fight me. I'm not. It's not a mutant bar, and if it were, Magneto wouldn't be in the dive bar. So I I kind of feel like if Jean Grey does come in, it's pretty much a guaranteed win, and I don't have to worry about it. Sarah Connor, like I said, you know minimum cut. You know what's the least I can do to get out of here. But when you're riding that razor's edge, you know, one slip up and all of a sudden that tide can turn really quickly. So while I, I personally would like to see Sarah Connor move on and I am afraid of the Phoenix showing up, I could totally understand why someone would vote uh, and roll the dice on Jean Grey showing up. Absolutely. 
For me, matchup number one, semifinal number one, we've got FBI agent Dana Scully versus Ripley from the Alien franchise. I am taking Dana Scully. Lou? Uh, you know, um, voters are going to have to really weigh in on this one to tip the scales because I'm going to go with uh, FBI Special Agent Dana Scully as well. I really like Ripley. I would love to see a Ripley-Sarah Connor result, but we're, I'm not allowed to look at next week, or I'm not supposed to. I, I'm a really big fan of FBI Special Agent Dana Scully. I think, she has the, uh, I think she has the presence. I think she could win this fight in multiple ways, and my odds are better. And then the other se- semifinal, we've got Sarah Connor versus Jean Grey. Lou, who you got? Definitely Sarah Connor. Uh, I am not interested in the risk of Phoenix showing up. Ben, how about you? I'm taking Sarah Connor, but I will tell you this. As much as I want Sarah Connor to win, and I think that she she will, I would really kind of want to see Jean Grey versus Dana Scully. There's something about that that matchup that's close to my heart. That's compelling. That I would kind of like to see. But it doesn't matter what we want to see. matters what you want to see. So, Lou, where can we send people? To Twitter. I was going to say, I believe it's Best Thing Ever 3. Uh, we also accept your emails at bestthingoverpod at gmail.com. That's right. So you- if for some reason you don't want a free Twitter account, I couldn't imagine why in today's day and age you might not want a social media account, uh, feel free to email us. Tell us your picks and um, send us eight-page printed long screeds on why we're dumb and you picked your picks. Absolutely. And also make sure to check us out on socials, Best Thing Ever Pod, across all of those. It's fun to engage with us and see what's going on. Uh, we are in the process of la- launching a Patreon, not because we want money, but because we want to start spending less money. No, yes. uh, we want to be able to give you guys more interesting stuff. So behind the scenes, watch alongs, pod pad tours, uh, and even a chance to be on the board. Uh, you tell us uh, what would be interesting if none of this is really, uh, you know, ringing the bell and making you say, I got to go do this right now. What are we missing? Because we want this to be rewarding for you uh, so that you get more content. Uh, we want you to have the content you want. You know, we can produce what we're doing right now. We've been doing it for years, but we want to give you more. What is it you want? Exactly. So make sure you subscribe. And if you want to support a local artist, um, we don't believe it, but that's what other people tell us. I work Uh, in crayon. (laughs) Exclusively. I mostly Uh, mostly eat them, but. uh, Check out out Patreon for those sorts of things. Otherwise, engage with us on social media. Be part of the conversation. Uh, Make sure to subscribe to this if you haven't already so it gets sent right to you with a push notification when it comes out weekly. Uh, Ben, I have something I'd like to see on Patreon. What's that? I would like an explanation for why we're getting this down on wax. Are we uh, publishing this on Edison cylinders? Like, what's... uh... I don't know. I'd like to do a vinyl one day. That'd be kind of fun. Well, we do. We got to save that for Patreon. You'll find out. But I think that's. I think that wraps it up for today. That's pretty much it, guys. So we appreciate you guys uh, being here. Make sure to go to the polls and vote on that. Help us decide the best thing ever. But until then, I've been Ben. I've been Lou. And this has been Best Thing Ever. Bye. Love you guys. Love you. No, press no. the start button. Wait, get away from me. It's not a start button, it's a record button. Oh. Oh, well, that's totally different. See, you have such a cherub-like voice that you get closer to the microphone. Cherub-like voice. It's a, it's a docile cherub-like voice. The singing of angels, the choir has opened up. Quiet, quiet. Loud, loud, you're an idiot. Quiet, quiet. No, still. You're an idiot. No, yours was okay. Yeah. <laughs> but it's because of my laugh. My laugh is loud. We always, we always gauge my laugh. Let my laugh clip.
It's your love letter to me. It's okay. <laughs> it really is. I'm trying. I'm trying to woo you. Why won't you let me woo you? <laughs> woo. This has been a Broken Toys Studio production. Yeah, still good. <laughs>